I don't know. <laughs> Listen to them, children of the night, what music they make. It is midnight in Cozy Corner and around the world. St. Nicholas is getting ready to make his way down your chimney, but before he does, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and get ready to howl at the moon. It is time for the late night fight with Dana Face right here on the Cozy Corner Public Radio. What do we got tonight? Tonight, we got the classic 1974 Bob Clark movie, Black Christmas. Can you dig it? I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it, too. I am the coyote. Merry Christmas from Cozy Corner. It is time for the late night flight with Dan and Faith Ryder. I on a public radio. Ow! Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And with me, as always, is my very slashery sorority co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Sorority. Sorority. I, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything there. Yeah. That's fine. My very black-hearted Black Christmas <laughs> that's, co-host. That's Faith. good. That's a little better, right? <laughs> well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you out there. We uh, want to extend our best for this holiday season to you. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Late Night Fright. If this is your first time, welcome to our cozy little corner of the internet. And if you're a return listener, we thank you for your continued support. Faith, we have a pretty good one tonight, don't we? We sure do. I don't know if our show is going to be good, but we have a pretty good movie we're going to be talking <laughs> about, right? Yes. <laughs> Faith, what are we talking about tonight? Black Christmas from 1974. 1974. This film was directed by Bob Clark and Bob Clark also directed another holiday classic called A Christmas Story. Okay. As Michael Caine would say, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. He also directed the mega hit movie Porky's All from right. 1981. <laughs> I also did not know that. And uh, Porky's has one of the great movie reviews of all time. The movie review, I don't remember which paper it was, but my English teacher in eighth grade told me this story. She said, the headline for the movie review of Porky's said it all. She said, the headline simply read, Attention Horny Teenagers. I have carried that with me for close to 30 years now. <laughs> I can see why. She thought that was a really good example of writing, and I get what she's saying there. Yeah. Because because she goes, know your audience. That's <laughs> For real. So, Black Christmas uh, has been remade twice. It was remade in 2006, and just recently, it came out a few weeks ago. I have seen the 2006 remake. I did not think much of it. I have not seen the 2019 remake. I'm going to show my hand here a little (laughs) bit. I can't imagine myself seeing much in it. I could be wrong. We will, of course, watch it when it becomes available digitally. We're not going to make a trip out to see it. Speak for yourself. (laughs) We're going to... We're gonna we're gonna read an online review before we. Yeah, I, I have I really 
Yeah. I don't care if I see it or don't, you know. Yes. So we are in the Christmas season, Faith. What yes. are your plans this Christmas? What are some things that you just can't uh, do without at Christmas time? All the food. All the Christmas food. All the Christmas desserts. Um, that's about it. I'm just <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell all my listeners out there, because this is Christmas Eve. This is Christmas yes. Eve. Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm glad that was a great segue. This is the year, Faith. I'm going to catch him. Really? I'm going to catch him this year, Faith. With what? My wit, <laughs> my, my resourcefulness, <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> lots and lots of cookies. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch him like in that Kurt Russell uh, Santa Claus movie. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. Did you know there's a second part coming out of the I uh, did. Santa I've never Club. finished the first one. And uh, Goldie Hawn is has a bigger role in this, and uh, apparently Kate Hudson may or may not have a cameo. So, must be a family affair for the <laughs> Hawn and Russell clan. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, happy holidays to you out there. I'm really excited to talk about 1974's Black Christmas tonight, mm-hmm. Faith. But we can't talk about Black Christmas until what? Until the news. Until the news. A man who appears to be dressed as Santa Claus was spotted at the Cozy Corner landfill this morning stealing garbage. When questioned by workers, the man said, One man's trash is another man's treasure. Beware of what you open up on Christmas morning. Rather terrifying, Faith. I know. Well, here's a bit of sad news. Santa and Mrs. Claus are getting a divorce. Santa walked in on Mrs. Claus, getting it on with Barnaby the Elf, the head toy maker of Santa's workshop. Mrs. Claus says she made a horrible mistake. Santa called his soon to be former wife a ho ho ho. How sad. Apparently, Barnaby the toy maker found something to play with. Yes, sir. Well, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You has been out for 25 years this year and was number one on the charts. Ironically, it's been the same length of time since I've wanted to bang my head against a wall when it comes on. That's harsh, Faith. That's... Sorry. That's... Ooh. I mean, not to play that song around you. I like your, I like your head where it is. <laughs> and the wall. <laughs> well, it is Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. There are so many great Christmas figures, aren't there? Yes. I mean, let's let's talk about some of the great Christmas figures. We just mentioned one, mm-hmm. Santa. Yes. I mean, I love Santa. Me too. Mrs. Claus is pretty great too. It's when she's not, you know, banging Barnaby the elf. <laughs> right. Uh, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Frosty, Frosty. the snowman. Yeah. Uh, Herbie the elf who wants to be a dentist <laughs> in uh, in the Rudolph cartoon. The Grinch, boy, our favorite, oh, the Grinch. Yeah. Charlie Brown and Linus and the whole Peanuts gang. I'd like to add that there is another, you know, great Christmas character. Well, maybe not a Christmas character, but he wears Christmas colors. Right. The red and green sweater. Yeah. Uh, Fred Krueger. Yeah. Played by Robert England. Ten months, Faith. Ten months we've been doing this show. For the past five or six, I know for sure we've been asking, you know, every show. I know. If he'll come on. He has not been on yet. I, um, I'm not even going to offer him anything. I'm just going to say, listen, man, you got... One more day, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna quit asking. Now we have one show, you know, one more show coming out Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and we want to make you all aware of. Yeah, but uh, after that, we're not asking him anymore. No, nope. we're not we're not asking him anymore. Faith, you know him, I know him, we love him. Yeah, Mr. Robert England, aka Fred Krueger, aka Freddy Krueger, 
a.k.a. on occasion, Roberto Inglundo. <laughs> it slipped out one night. Yeah. But, uh, Robert, we love you. You have a standing invite to come on the show. If you come on the show, it would be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. You know, maybe if we quit asking, he'll, he'll come maybe on. Maybe so. Maybe so. Well, maybe. We got a guy digging through the landfill saying another one man's crap is another man's treasure. We got a divorce in the North Pole. And Faith's going to bang her head against the wall. <laughs> and Robert England still hasn't been on the show. <laughs> Give up show business for what? Faith, that is the news. Robert England. England. Don't keep us dreaming. Come on our show, come on our show, come on our show, prime time. Well, Faith, before we take a break and get into Black Christmas, we do have a little bit of horror news. We do. I'd like to I'd like to share a little bit of horror news okay. for those of you out there who may or may not know. The movie musical Cats has been released to theaters and it is available for you to watch at a theater near you. <laughs> Oh, man, how horrific. How horrific. Have you seen the? I mean, you've seen the trailers for this, right? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Is it just me or is it terrifying? It is absolutely terrifying. I, oh, man. And it seems to be the consensus of people on the on the interweb. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember when the first trailer came out, I got on YouTube and I, I get curious. You right. Know, uh, <laughs> the, the deep well that uh, is the YouTube comment <laughs> section. And I saw it and I went, man, this is uh, this doesn't look like uh, anything I want to see. And no. and apparently it's not something anybody else wants <laughs> to see either. Yeah, it is. You know, again, there's horror news for you. It is available at a theater near you. You can go see it. You can how horrific you can pay your good hard earned money to go see a movie where you know decent actors and actresses and Taylor Swift uh, dress up like cats. This would be a fun movie to do commentary on if you were drunk. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did did I just get a subtle dig in at Taylor Swift just now? Yeah. I think I did. Oh, no. She might come after me. No. You got to watch out for Tay-Tay. <sighs> yeah. That movie That movie looks absolutely terrifying, it though. Does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like horror movies, but I don't think I'm going to be seeing that one. That looks like... I think I might sit that one out. Nightmare Central. Just... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're going to sit that one out, Faith. Well, speaking of horror movies, though, we do have a good one tonight. 1974's Black Christmas, directed mm-hmm. by Mr. Bob Clark. It's a good one. It sure is. It's a good one. We're going to talk about it after this break. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. This is Harrison Ford, the Big HF, host of the Straight Dope, the number one rated show on whatever the hell radio station this is. Why is the Straight Dope number one? People want the Straight Dope on the Straight Dope. I'm coming at you with a special Christmas edition. I've got two exciting blends. First up is Chris Kringle. It's guaranteed to get you higher than the North Pole. Second blend is called Grinch. It's green, it's lean, it's mean, and it'll get you high. 
I'm also going to be telling a funny story about a lawn decoration I saw. It was a flamingo and a Santa hat. It made me laugh. Join me, Harrison Ford, the Big H Elf, for a special Christmas edition of the Straight Dope. Ho, 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 whatever. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Hey, what is this radio station again? Whatever, I don't care. Turn off the music. This is Mike O'Kane. I bet you didn't know that. I'm here to plug me new show. I bet you didn't know that. That's the name of my show right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. And judging by the ratings of the first show, which were in the pooper, if I can be completely honest, I bet you didn't know that. Well, I've got something special for you. Gonna get them ratings up. Might get something else up, too. I'm doing an all-sex episode. I bet you didn't know that. Here's some of the interesting factoids I'll be sharing. Did you know that the female ferret will die if she doesn't have sex within a year? Tragic. Did you know that the average man burns between 100 and 200 calories during coitus? The average female only burns 69, which also happens to be my favorite number. I bet you didn't know that, but you probably did, because it's probably your favorite number too, you perverts. Also, did you know there's enough sperm in one man to impregnate every female on Earth? I bet you didn't know that. All right, you naughty tunas. Tune in to I Bet You Didn't Know That with me, Mike O'Kane, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Let's get them ratings out to pooper. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And you may have heard us give a little bit of grief to the movie musical Cats that is out in theaters right now. I just want you all out there to know that we continue to give it grief during the break that you did not hear. And Faith says that this movie looks so bad that there's not even a word to describe it. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Faith, we may need to take it upon ourselves to make up a word. Uh, Oh, not now. I'm not, I don't want to put us on the spot. Oh, okay. We have we have a break okay. you know, coming up. But, I'm going to really have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would also like to thank my adorably awesome co-host, Faith, for the great Christmas gift she gave me. She gave me a special agent Dale Cooper coffee mug that says, that's a damn fine piece of pie. It's got the <laughs> cherry pie on it. And she gave me some Beavis and Butthead socks because mm-hmm. she's the best. I know I am. <laughs> yes, you are. I really like. Did we do? Did we discuss my gift? No, we didn't. Any, at, any, at any point, we didn't. We didn't say what uh, what you got. Well, I get to add to my coffee collection a Cliff Booth and uh, and brandy brandy coffee yes. mug from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, I, I will use that tomorrow. Thank yes. you so much. You are very welcome. It's awesome. You are very welcome, <laughs> Faith. And you bought me a nice candle. Yes, I did. So thank you. You're very welcome. Faith is a woman of few vices, but one of her vices is the coffee mug. (laughs) And I'm an enabler. There it is. (laughs) So we are talking about Black Christmas from 1974. Faith, was this a first time watch for you? It was. 
first time watch for you. Mm-hmm. I've seen this a few times. This movie came out in 1974. What other movie came out in 1974? Um, my mind. I will give you a hint. We did a show on it. Ring, ring. Oh, the Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, man, there are a lot of movies we've done. And a lot of movies that came out in 1974. She gave me this look of, <laughs> it like, was not sheer terror. It was just like, what? Huh? What are you doing? I didn't know there was going to be math on this exam. And uh, <laughs> this movie, along with Psycho and Peeping Tom from 1960 and 61, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the same year that this came out, are widely considered to be kind of the granddaddies of the slasher genre. A lot of things that uh, pop up regularly in the slasher genre show up in those films. But this film in particular, I think, has some very interesting little bits. What Mm -hmm. about you? Yeah, I agree. So, as I said earlier, this movie has been remade twice, once in 2006. (laughs) And in uh, 2019, haven't seen it. I haven't haven't seen either remake, so. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Put you on the spot. All right. Now, Someone gives you money. Mm-hmm. You get to go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But you can only see either Black Christmas or Cats. Which one do you pick? <laughs> the remake of Black Christmas. Too. Black Christmas. Fair well, enough. I'm not going to watch a Taylor Swift movie with about cats. Fair <laughs> enough. Wow. <laughs> I don't like cats. Uh, you better watch out. I'm going to play that Mariah Carey song. I start no. bopping your head into the wall. Interesting fact about this movie. This is one of comedian Steve Martin's favorite movies, and he claims to have seen it 27 times in the movie theater. Interesting. Yeah. There's that blank look again. <laughs> that blank look. <laughs> so uh, let's get into it. Faith, a uh, brief synopsis of Black Christmas. Would you like to take a stab at this? No. <laughs> Faith, you're no fun. I know. You're no fun. You're going to make me do it. Yeah. All right, so... There is a sorority house on a college campus, and they are getting calls from what they think is an obscene phone caller. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it turns out that the gentleman who we are led to believe may or may not be named Billy, the sequel, not sequel, the remake of 2006 does indeed make it Billy. And uh, we're not really sure what his name is. Uh, he is in the house, and... Uh, well, he starts picking them off one at a time, slasher style, <laughs> point of view style. A lot of great point of view work uh, yes. in this and uh, great sound design. As we said, Bob Clark directed this. Uh, he would go on to direct uh, Porky's and A Christmas <laughs> Story. Uh, I think this may be the, uh, you know, the the greater of his Christmas works, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. So that, that's the general setup. That's. Yeah, pretty simple little setup, you right? You did a great job. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Uh, what did you think of Black Christmas, this being your first time uh, watching it and all? And all. And all. This is actually a really cool movie. I like it a lot. You know, I'm not a big Christmas movie person, so when you add a slasher to it, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we have a, we have an episode coming out on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're doing Die Hard. It's not a horror movie. We don't care. It's the great, one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. We're doing it. And uh, Christmas season. What do you think is more of a Christmas movie, Black Christmas or Die Hard? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting question. I'm going to give Black Christmas the edge because gonna, there's snow. Yeah. I was going to say Black Christmas. I feel like there's a little more decoration. <laughs> yeah. There is a little more. There is quite a bit of decoration. So. <laughs> So uh, Faith put me on the spot, made me give a little short synopsis. Now I'm going to put her on the spot. What do you think of the story here? 
uh, I think it's an interesting story. Um, l- let me put some thoughts together in my head. <laughs> Very good. Uh, no, I really, I do like this story. I, I'm not one for, I say it a lot, I'm not one for like sorority, all-female type of movies. Yeah. You know, but I think it's a really cool setup of how it is. And I think it's really cool to have the person in the house making the phone calls. Right. And, you know, I think all that's it's creepy right you know there's the old urban legend about the babysitter and the guy in the house you know and that's what they based this on when they were doing this and uh he bob clark the original script for this was a lot more gory and bloody it was more of a what we would then call a you know now call a traditional slasher movie Mm -hmm. but uh he took all of that out and he wanted it to be more of a hitchcock vibe and for this to be more of a psychological horror film. I like that. Do you do you feel this is more of a psychological thriller or a horror film? Um I think it could lean both ways, possibly. I, I do see it being a psychological, you know, thriller. Yeah. yeah. And therein I think lies the greatness of the movie yeah. is that it, it threads that line yeah. really, really yeah, I mean, well. I think, you know, you you don't know who this person is, you never see them, the whole idea of this shadow. I think that's, you know. Let's get into this because this is one of those things. I, I think it's a facet of the movie that you probably really enjoyed knowing you I, the way I think I know you. <laughs> what did you think of the killer never being seen, never being revealed? You don't know who it is. You know nothing about this person. You know as much about this person uh, at the end of the movie as you do at the beginning of the movie. What did you think about that aspect of the movie? I actually really liked it. Did you think I was going to say that? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I I thought that was actually going to be the first thing you may have said about the movie. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I think it is too. You know, because it makes it even more a little creepier. Yeah. You know, uh, it you could say like, oh well, this is a Hitchcock ripoff. This is a Psycho ripoff. No, you can't. No, no, <laughs> no. You you never see the guy. You don't know who the guy is. Right. You know? I just think it's really. It's creepy. <laughs> the the killer who may or may not be Billy. Yeah. May or may not be Billy and talking to Agnes. So, well, the killer's M.O. here. He doesn't really have, uh, you know, let's get into it with slasher genre. So it, it does take place on a holiday. Mm-hmm. That is something that is one of the mainstays of the genre. But there does not seem to be a precipitating incident like uh, with uh, Friday the 13th with it being the birthday. Right. You know, or, you know, a horror movie like Graduation Day. You know, they're a prom night. There's not that precipitating incident out you could make a argument that maybe christmas is the inciting incident but we have no way of knowing one way or the other because we don't know anything about this guy so there is kind of one of the rules that they follow and break all in all in one all in one go but the killer does not have a uh a a signature weapon Mm-hmm. You know, he right. uses whatever, whatever uses cellophane, uh, <laughs> uses a uh, uh, glass uh, unicorn. The hook, there's a hook. The, the hook, <laughs> yeah, there's a hook. And we're not sure how he kills Andrea Martin, are we? We're not sure how Mm-mm. he kills Phil. No. Yeah, but she dies too. So. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I love him being in the house. I do too. You know? And uh, what did you think of the way that he was taunting them with the phone calls? I think that's, I mean... That's my favorite part that, of yeah, all of this. Mine too. Like it, it's extra creepy. It's not just like oh, you hear something or you find people mysteriously murdered in their room. You know, I mean, you're getting these creepy phone calls that are just yeah. And I get ridiculous. the idea that they're increasing in creepiness because mm-hmm. you know, 
they seem to enjoy it at the beginning a little bit. Yeah. Oh, the, the what they call him the uh, the breather, the moaner, mm-hmm. the moaner's moaner. back, <laughs> and um, yeah, Marco Kidder is so great in this movie. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about the cast here, but uh, I love the increasing creepiness of the calls. They had three actors. Bob Clark was one of them who would do some of the voices. There was a. Uh, there was an actor and an actress, and their names are escaping me at the moment. But uh, so three people total, and they would do them on set. But then when they when they edited them in post, they did add you know some some more of that creeptastic factor to it. Uh, That's cool. Pretty explicit <laughs> stuff too, right? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the actresses' reactions to all of this, I think, are are really good. But yeah, and then of course the big reveal of. You know, he's in the house, yes. you know, he's he's in the house and there's nothing you can do. Well, I mean, she was going to go outside and then yeah. she, she turns around and she should have she should have she just gone outside. He told you to do it, told you over, over and over. So uh, I'd like to continue talking about Bob Clark's, you know, design of this movie, mm-hmm. because the point of view is something that's really used to affect here really mm-hmm. well. We would see the point of view used to possibly greater effect uh, a few years later in a little movie called Halloween from 1978. And Halloween is uh, was something that Bob Clark kind of threw out as a possible sequel to Black Christmas. So those two movies are very related. And we right. talked about how related they are in our Halloween episode that we did. But uh, how did you feel about the point of view stuff? Because I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm a huge fan of it. And... This is something that's been so used in movies that to see it, you know, here where it really kind of belongs is so nice. It was one of my favorite things. It was one of the first things I kind of took a mental note of. You know, I was like, this is this is really, you know, cool to see and and really useful. Like you said, I think it, it works really good for this movie. So I enjoyed it. What I like about the point of view is as great as the point of view is, it works even better with the sound design Mm -hmm. because I love the sounds, the ambient sounds uh, uh, from his point of view. And then what you're, you know, you're hearing his breathing and then everything else around it. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I love that, that sound. And it was just really added to the creep vibe of the whole thing. But not only the sound design of the killer, but just the sound design in general in this movie, you know, there's always ambient noise going on and there's and you hear singing sometimes and you know and, and it's really interesting and I I never feel uh disturbed watching it. You know, but it's right. it's, it's it's definitely unsettling yeah. at times, <laughs> you know. Um uh, obviously this is Black Christmas. This is the feel good this is the feel good holiday movie of the year. Exactly. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> So let's get into it. The cast here, uh, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. I think the cast is great. And who would you like to start with? Should we start with the main gal, if Olivia you, Hussey? If you'd like to, sure. Olivia Hussey, her most famous role, is in Franco Zeffirelli's 1968 film, Romeo and Juliet. That movie is still, I believe, shown in most uh, middle or high school <laughs> classrooms, and it does indeed feature a moment where she pops out of bed, and you can see her nipple for a moment, <laughs> much to the chagrin of English teachers everywhere who will either try to uh, you know, uh, take that moment out or have a nice talk with their students beforehand about how we're all mature here, and it happens just for a moment, and we can all deal with this. 
which is what happened to me when I watched it in high school <laughs> in eighth or ninth grade. Gentlemen, you're all adults here and, you know, <laughs> you know you're going to have to deal with it. And um, I'd love to tell you that there was no giggling after that, but <laughs> there was. I am not surprised. <laughs> there was. Yes. And uh, she was a very good Juliet. I might add. And she was gorgeous as Juliet. She was gorgeous in Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, she is, uh, for her age, she's still a gorgeous woman. And she was also a member of the cast of 1990s TV miniseries It, based on the Stephen King novel. So Olivia Hussey is kind of our lead here. What did you think of of her as the lead? I thought she was, uh, I liked her a lot. I liked, she seemed very um, reserved. Is that a good word? Or quiet or... Kind of, yeah. You know, she she's not one that was kind of loud and kind of like Margot Kidder's, you know, character. I mean, yeah, you know, Margot. Was, yeah, she was kind of the opposite of that. But I think she was so good in this. I loved her. And Jess, uh, I think, is maybe quiet by design because mm-hmm. she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, we find out she's pregnant right. as the movie goes on, and uh, it's kind of undecided as to whether or not. Well, I say undecided. She's on. The, she's not on the fence. She doesn't want to keep her baby. Right. <laughs> uh, yet uh, her boyfriend Peter, played by Kira Delea, and Kira Delea uh, appears in Stanley Kubrick's classic masterpiece, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. He plays Dave Bowman. He's kind of the lead, you could say, in that movie. Um, that's a great movie if you haven't seen it. And uh, so she she's dealing with a lot of emotional turmoil here. Yeah. Not to mention then her friend is missing. Right. And and there's a little girl missing in the mm-hmm. town. So a lot of things going on and, and a lot's percolating under her surface. Yeah, and I and think she, she plays that. I was going to say, I feel like you can feel that from her, how she's playing this character. You know, you can, you can sense that from her. Yeah. And I think she really grounds this movie mm-hmm. in a way that it, it needs to be ground. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Olivia Hussey, you watched this a little bit before I did. And we both had the same comment. Uh, she was very pretty. Very pretty. Like there's a there's an intoxicating mm-hmm. kind of look to her. I like her accent too. Yeah, it's kind of, it's very different. Yes, um, I think she was born in South America, possibly, but raised in England, possibly. That that sounds about right. Something I'm, I'm, I think I read something quite like that, and maybe that's. She was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay, that's what I thought. She stands five foot two tall, but she did. Um, she is considered an English actress, so she did okay. grow up there. Uh, so I, get I wonder a, if that's kind of maybe her accent's a little bit of possibly, both yeah, mixed because it was kind of different and it stood out. And I was like, hmm, yeah. I like the way she, I like the way she speaks. She reminds me of Jane Seymour a lot, mm-hmm. and they're around the same age, so you know that look. But uh, Olivia Hussey just has a great. Look, and yeah. I don't want this to sound superficial, but I mean, she, she's just such a striking, stunning looking woman. She's a natural look. You know, she natural wouldn't beauty, need any makeup yeah. or anything, you know, she's just yeah, and very that, pretty. And that lovely hair, mm-hmm. just, just amazingly uh, lush and, and yeah. soft looking hair, you know, just, uh, I don't have any hair. I have to admire <laughs> other people's hair. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, no, I think, I think she's really great in this movie and, um, her housemates are pretty great, too. Before we talk about her housemates, I did want to add that she accepted the role in this movie because a psychic told her she would go to Canada where they filmed this movie and make a movie and it would be successful. And that's why she took the movie. Good for her. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a good thing it worked out. Yeah. Probably a good thing it worked out. 
So uh, we have, um, I would say that it's really the three girls. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, it's, me, it's the three yeah. girls. Let's talk about Andrea Martin first. Andrea Martin is a veteran of uh, SCTV, that's Second City TV. She has appeared in many, many television mm-hmm. and uh, films. Um, probably most famous for playing Aunt Tula or Aunt <laughs> Vula. Aunt Vula, Vula in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. She, of course, has the classic uh, lines, Bobopsy, and that uh, she had absorbed her twin. I think she talks about <laughs> it at one time. And uh, she she steals that movie. Yeah, she does. She steals most everything that she's in. This was a role that Gilda Radner, who was a member of the original uh, Saturday Night Live cast, was slated to play and was going to play, but Saturday Night Live got picked up and she had to go to New York and be on that show and sucks for her, right? Right. But... Uh, <laughs> Oddly enough, she would appear on that show many times with Steve Martin, who loved this movie. So go <laughs> figure. Uh, she plays Phil, and uh, Andrew Martin's a neat presence. I've always liked her, as I said. I know you like her a lot, yes. too. And another just beautiful woman. Yeah. yeah? Uh, Bob Clark populated this with pretty people, <laughs> but not overpoweringly, you know. Right. Like, you know, and I don't, I want to say this, too. The point of view stuff we talked about earlier in the kills, I don't feel like they're gratuitous. I don't feel like we're looking at these women Mm-mm. as sexual objects. And I wanted to make a point of that. And I feel like this might be as good a time as any. Did you did you feel that at all? No, I agree with you. I think they were just they were there for that creep factor. It wasn't like, oh, let's look at these women in the window and you know, I hope one gets naked or something, you know? Yeah. I never yeah. really got that vibe. It was I just, didn't get that vibe either. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe either. So we have uh, Andrea Martin playing Phil. What did you think of the great Andrea Martin? And she's still out there working, just just, just kicking it. Of course I loved her, too. And she's she's my favorite as Aunt Vula, of course. In right. this movie, you know, I like her scene where they open the door and then there's, there's the two. The two uh, guys from the search, the search party, party are out. Yes. I don't know. There's just something about her right there that was, you know, sweet, her, you know. Her smile just lights up yeah. the screen and she seems to be the one that has the most sense of humor mm-hmm. she's she's the loosest of yeah. the three girls yeah. she's kind of like in the middle yeah. you know and uh her smile lights up every scene and she was the one i really didn't want anything bad to happen to just about to say that <laughs> and it had been a while since i'd seen this movie and i thought she got out of it i really oh. did and i was so upset when she didn't get out of yeah, it. Yeah, she was the one that I was like, don't go upstairs, don't go to sleep. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> Run away. Uh, but she really does. She brings a, a, a kind of middle ground mm-hmm. between between um, Olivia Hussey and this woman we're about to talk about. I'm, and Faith knows how excited I am. I, yeah, I yes. do know. We're going to be talking about one of my childhood crushes here, <laughs> Margot Kidder. And Margot is no longer with us. And it was a dark day for me the day that she left us. <laughs> Uh, Faith will tell you, I had her autograph on my wall. I wrote her for her autograph and had a signed picture of her on my wall. I loved her as Lois Lane when I was a child. I love her as Lois Lane today. I think she's the definitive Lois Lane mm-hmm. in in Superman in the Superman mythos. Um, she is kind of a horror icon too because she was in a Brian De Palma movie called Sisters. It's a really great watch but she was also in 1979's amityville horror so mm-hmm. she's got some horror cred and yeah. of course you know she's in this movie uh what did you think of margot kidder what do you think i thought of? i think you loved margot <laughs> kidder because i think in an alternative universe you are her in this movie i think really i think that she says a lot of things that you'd like to say <laughs> i really do am i am i am i off base on that i really don't think you are <laughs> 
But I, I didn't think about that. When Barb I was is definitely the extrovert of the group. Now, Faith, you don't share this with her. I believe she also might be an alcoholic. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't but she also has a really great sense of humor, yeah. uh, as, as dark as it may be. Um, I think Margot Kidder is so good. There is such a thing as Margot Kidder energy. Yeah. Uh, you can see it in Superman. Yeah. And you can see it here. And when she was on... And God bless her heart. You know she had she had so many problems, but when, when she was engaged, like Margot Kidder had this thing, you know, that maybe you know, and we're so lucky that we got these two women, you know, in our lifetimes, yeah. and that they kind of got famous right around the same time that we had Carrie Fisher and Margot Kidder mm-hmm. in the world at the same time. You know, Margot was so outspoken. I don't think it was as sharp witted. You know, right. as biting as Carrie Fisher, <laughs> but for me, growing up watching, you know, Star Wars and Superman, these were these were my two girls. You know, yeah. these were the these were the women I I I you know that I had things for. Right. You know, and I'm not I'm saying things and crush. <laughs> you know, but as a kid, you know, it's like oh, that's that's the girl, that's right. the girl. Yeah, you know, and I she is that. one of my girls. Yeah. You know, and uh, I adore, I absolutely adore. Um, what do you think of Margot? Just just Margot in general. Yeah. Like you said, I feel like she does have an energy that's, I don't know, I feel like she brought something to, I feel like she probably lit up the room, you know, when, when she walked in or something. Yeah, you know? the director, Richard Donner, who made Superman, said Margot could walk into a circular room and trip. <laughs> and he was doing commentary on Superman, and every time she popped up on screen, it, lovingly, he would just go, ah, oh, Margot, you know. <laughs> you could tell, like, yeah, she, she was something. Yeah. She really was something. Like I said, it was a... It was a sad day for me when she passed because I, 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 I you know, grew up watching her and, and, and admiring her and yeah. seeing her go through. Uh, she had a, a, a mental breakdown, a very public mental breakdown, one of the most famous mental breakdowns in Hollywood, uh, you know, most public since Vivian Lee had hers in the 40s or 50s. And to see her go through that was just was it was awful. It mm-hmm. was terrible. And your heart went out to her. But she seemed to pull it together, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, she'd pop up in uh, Smallville, the Superman TV show, and she really honored the Superman legacy and Christopher Reeve's legacy after he left. And uh, she was a great ambassador for that role. But uh, I think she's wonderful here playing the <laughs> playing the uh, alcoholic, you know, smart mouthed, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, just kind of extrovert. Yeah. You know, because I don't, I wouldn't call her a bitch. She's not a she's no. not a bitch. You know, it's just she's she's kind of a loose cannon and. and she really makes this movie fun, exactly. You know, for me, I'm sad when she leaves the movie. You know, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, yeah, you know, that energy kind of. Not that the yeah. movie is terrible, but you miss her, her energy through it. You know, absolutely. When, when she's gone, absolutely, you do. Uh, we also have an appearance by a horror legend. John Saxon is in this movie. You really enjoyed John Saxon in this movie, I didn't really you? Really do. He was a last minute replacement for another actor. He plays Lieutenant Ken Fuller in this movie. He uh, he filled in last minute and came in. I think did a wonderful job. But what did you think of, of John Saxon? Because I think he's great here. That's, what, that's exactly what I think. I think he just. I feel like he grounds it on that end for the police. You know, it's not. It's not these people. You know, you've got the one that's making a ruckus of it. You know, like whatever. Right. But when he kind of comes in and it's like, why didn't you tell me about this? I don't know. I just I really liked him. He just. I like the sense of humor. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to talk about the humor in this movie. I think the humor here is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I really think this is a, it's a very funny movie. It is. It's funnier than you think it would be. Mm-hmm. And it's genuinely 
laugh out loud funny in places and they're not jokes. Yeah. You know, the whole thing with uh, Margot Kidder and the fellatio when she gives the number, <laughs> it's, it's fellatio. It's a new exchange. But we were talking about John Saxon, his reaction to that, you know, 20, 30 minutes later when he when he yes. sees the number, he starts laughing, you know. Yeah, and you and, can't help but to laugh and you well can't with ha- him. You can't help to laugh. And uh, that's a Bob Clark thing. You see this in Porky's where he has the characters laughing, and they start laughing so much that you can't help but laugh with them. And I love that. Um, did you enjoy the humor here? Because yeah. like I said, you got Margot Kidder kind of kind of one point you got the uh the old lady the the old lady i was just about to say we we we, we forgot about her the house mother miss mccurney or something along those lines i am pulling it up right now my dear marion waldman plays mrs mack yes and oh, i thought there was a longer name to it but and she is indeed the uh alcoholic <laughs> din mother of this group of uh ragtag women <laughs> who are you know dealing with this person she and was she, one of my favorites <laughs> absolutely funny you know there's this great scene with her where uh what is the girl's name i I should have this written down is it uh claire Mm -hmm. claire is missing played by lynn griffin and claire's dad shows up (laughs) and he goes into her room and he's and he's not very impressed with what's going on at this school and in the room and i didn't send my daughter here for drinking and boys and all this and I love the fact that Mrs. Mack is so cool with all of it. She doesn't care. You know, right. goes out of her way to put her hand. There's a peace sign <laughs> made of two naked people, and she puts her hand up, doing, up. doing Claire a, a solid, you know? <laughs> I know. But I love that like, she's okay with it. She doesn't really care. Yeah. You know, it's, she's just letting them be she's whoever just, they are. You know? <laughs> yeah, letting them be whoever they are. It's, it's a good... That's a good phrase right there for it. And uh, she's great. Great comic relief, too, mm-hmm. with her. And I was, again, I was sad when she left the movie, too. I was sad when she left. And and, 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 and I'm going to jump the gun here. But her her death scene was probably one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't want her to go. Yeah. But the hook was, like, so yeah. brutal. Yeah. You know? We have an interesting point here, uh, segging into the deaths. Let's talk about the deaths. Because let me throw this question out to you. Do you think this movie is violent? No. I don't think this movie's violent at Mm-mm. all. I think this movie's all the better for it for not being violent. Mm-hmm. He took out a lot of the violence. He increased the humor, took out the violence, and then made most of it, you know, off screen because he felt it just increased, you know, what was going on. And uh it's it's kind of icky. Yeah. But it's not uh it's, I don't feel like it's violent. No, I don't think it is. I th- I think it was smart that he took out kind of more of the gore and the violence. I think it it sits better with you and it's creepier. The way that it is, you know? Right. Right. Um, can you see the influence this film has on, on those other films that we've talked about? The golden age of the yes. slasher, you know, 78 to 84. Yeah. I totally can. Yeah, definitely definitely on Halloween. Oh, yeah. And That's I the think, first thing that pops into my head. And then I think, you know, the idea of the guy being in the house, even though technically he's not in the house, you, know, you have somebody like a like a Kruger character mm-hmm. who, who's in your bedroom. Right. You know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really really well done. Yeah, and, I was uh, actually I think I think I liked it more than I thought I would. Not that I thought it was going to be a terrible movie, but yeah. you know I think I enjoyed it way more than I anticipated. Right, I I completely agree, and uh, this movie's pretty pretty well loved. It's got a great cult following. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really fun to watch too. Just like. You know, we're doing Die Hard tomorrow. We say that's a fun movie. Yeah. I think this is a fun movie. To this watch. is a this is a very lean hour and 38 minutes. And it is uh, actually under the mystery uh, 
banner <laughs> on the IMDb. Okay. You can figure that. So not really a horrific movie. Definitely more of a mystery, but yeah. it's, there are some horrific elements yeah. to it. It's, I think uh, so. <laughs> definitely. Uh, I love it. Yeah. One of the one of the real classics of the genre. It's nice to finally get, get around to talking about it because we have definitely talked about those movies that it has influenced. Yeah. So um, you have anything you'd like to add about Black Christmas? Not that I can think of. Before we take a break. What about you? Uh, I'm good at the moment, but I do see that the phone line is lighting up. Oh. So maybe in the spirit of the holidays. Yeah, we haven't had a phone call in, in a we, while. We, we really haven't had a phone call in a while. So Kinda here we go. Scared. Let's uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and take this. So Merry Christmas. You are on the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio right here with Dan and Faith. What is on your mind this evening? Faith, I think we're getting trolled by someone in Cozy Corner. Yes, yes, you've seen the movie Black Christmas, and, and you're you're trolling us with your <sighs> with your Billy phone calls. I feel like I always get the weird phone calls. Why is that? Well, to be fair, he called both of us. He just called you out by name. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> apparently mentioned Kittle Diddle. <laughs> I think maybe uh, he watched the Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live. Yes. Special from the other night when he played the elf named Kittle Diddle. Who knows? Never a dull moment here in Cozy Corner. No. But I will say this: that sounds like a phone call. I wonder what would happen if we played that backwards. I bet. I wonder if there, we if would probably open a know, portal yeah, to hell. Me exactly. Maybe we should try that on the break. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah. All right, Faith. <laughs> you're no fun. <laughs> well, I am Dan, and I am Faith, and we will see you on the other side. Rise, horse dog, laser beans, pew pew, that's laser with a Z, and beans with a Z with your update from Laser Lanes. Tonight's high score in laser tag was Jingle Ball 69. He had 848,000 points and 212 CK. That's confirmed kills. Kills with a Z. The gang at Laser Lane celebrated Christmas with all manner of delicious pastries. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. The pastries were provided by our mommies, and we are most thankful to them for the goodie treats and for dropping us off at Laser Lane's. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you from Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams. Pew, pew, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Ho, 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 ho. Bah, humbug. The 
this is Burt Peterman, Koozie Corner's resident old bastard and host of Bustin' Balls with Burt, the most politically incorrect show on the radio. Merry Christmas, you sons of bitches. Join me as I talk about elves. What's up with the elves? I love Santa, but those elves scare the bejesus out of me. I'm gonna bust their balls right here on the radio. Join me, Bert Peterman, for busting balls with Bert right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Happy holidays, you sons of bitches, and turn down the goddamn music. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And happy holidays to all of you out there. We are going to finish up talking about 1974's Black Christmas. Now, if you're listening to the previous segment, we got a, was it an obscene phone call? What would you call that? Possibly, yeah. It was something. It was something. (laughs) Now, I made a quip before. I said, wonder what would happen if we played that backwards. We're going to hear some devil shit. You know, what is it going to be? Is it going to open a portal to hell? Well, Faith, we have the recording here. Okay. Are you ready for it? I think so. The uh, the uh, crew here at WKMF, they're the best. They ran it through the processors, ran it backwards. Here we go. Uh, I'm not giving you a no portal to hell guarantee, but here it is. <laughs> All right. Sounds like something out of a David Lynch movie. Pretty sure we're summoning a demon right now. It's possible. I think we're good. I think we're good. Wow. Well, no portal to hell. No, but... Terrifying. Wow. Nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. Uh, favorites in Black Christmas, Faith. I will uh, give you the honor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I said it earlier. I loved when the house mother was killed with the hook. I think that was. <laughs> yeah. I, I like seeing. Is it Claire? Yes. With the bag over her head. Yeah. Kind of that shot at the end too. How it ends with her in the window. Love that. Yeah, I like the uh, the uncertainty of the ending here. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah like it um let me see what else there's a lot of good stuff in here i like anytime john saxon's on the screen <laughs> uh i'm gonna go uh favorite performance i'm gonna go with margot kidder i, I think she was just cast yeah. so perfectly yeah you know, in that I, I, role. Would, I would agree with you there and i think uh i think she really brings that kidder thing mm-hmm. to it um Favorite kill? I am going. I'm actually going to go with the first one. I really like the I like the cellophane. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's really well done. Mm-hmm. They're all well done. That's the thing. <laughs> um, favorite? Uh, I did say favorite performance, but I, I do like John Saxon quite a bit mm-hmm. too. I just really like the whole makeup of this movie, and it's so nice to see a movie that's a template for so many other things that come afterwards. That's not, it doesn't feel dated and it doesn't feel like, you know. That is exactly what I also made a note of in my head. This movie does not feel like it's from the 70s at all. Outside of the look of some things. Yeah, of the look. But it 
it does not feel that old. Like yeah. it feels so fresh to me. Because you know how sometimes, and this has happened once or twice in, in our friendship where I've been really hot on a movie, you know, it's a movie mm-hmm. that influenced so many other movies. And so it, it now that movie looks trite, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's been once or twice where I've shown you a movie and you're like, Oh, that was good. And I'm like, you didn't think it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, like because you've seen other movies right. do that movie worse. Right. You know, this movie doesn't uh, fall under that category where when you watch it, you go, I've seen this other places better. No, this is this is good. This is it. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I don't feel like Halloween is a rip of this Mm-mm. at all. No. You know, I feel like they're nice companion pieces. And uh, I think for me, this one more so than Texas Chainsaw Massacre really is that. You know that film from '74 that might be the the slasher, yeah. You know, uh, granddaddy yeah. kind of thing. I, I could go there. Yeah. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre because it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I love that movie, but yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, a couple of feel good movies <laughs> right there. A couple of feel good movies. So, anything else you would like to add about Black Christmas? The only thing I would I would like to add is that uh, if you've not seen this movie, I think this is a quintessential movie mm-hmm. to see. Not only because of the horror connection, it's a quintessential horror film. This is also a quintessential film, I believe. I think this is one that you really need to see. And if you're on the fence about it, if you like Hitchcock movies, I think this is one that would really kind of float your boat. Yeah, I agree. And and yeah, it's not a Christmas movie per se. So you don't have to wait until Christmas to necessarily watch it. But uh, I I really liked this movie. I'm I'm glad we did this one. I am too. I am too. And, uh, oh, Faith, the phone line is... Lighting up again. Joy. We're so lucky and blessed and fortunate <laughs> here. All right, here we go. You are on the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. What is on your mind? <laughs> I can smell your farts. <laughs> are you there, Faith? Well, Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> exactly. I uh, I would like to thank our mystery caller for the uh, little uh, cherry on top there at the end, the, uh, the bow on the gift. What a wonderful Christmas present. What a wonderful Christmas present, indeed. Wow, never a dull moment here in Cozy Corner. Nope. Never a dull moment. Anything you'd like to add about Black Christmas? Not that I can think of. I would just like to add, I love Margot Kidder. Of course, yeah, I know you do. If that wasn't clear enough earlier, I love Margot Kidder. <laughs> so, see this movie if you haven't. If you have seen it, watch it again. It's 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 wonderful. And again, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you out there. We can we sincerely appreciate your continued support. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. And we hope that this show wasn't so terrible that you don't come back. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty well said. (laughs) Well, Faith, it feels like it's getting to be that time, doesn't it? It does. Ah, there it is. Time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. If you're out on the road, safe travels. Give your family a big hug from us here here on the Late Night Friday. Right, Faith? Yeah. Spread the love. Yeah. Spread the love. Don't be a Grinch. Like me. Or me. (laughs) But really, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Faith, let's do it. 
May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your your monster monster on a leash. See you on the other side. This is the coyote for the late night fright. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and any other celebration you may be partaking in out there. We hope you got good vibes from this show. We hope you take them good vibes out into the world with you. And if you can't find them, just look into your heart. They're right there waiting for you. And if you catch Santa Claus, send Dan a picture.